scripture reading today is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. The story of Jesus walking on water. Hear these words of scripture. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the winds were, uh, were against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to, come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Rescue Me, a poem by Reverend Sarah A. Speed. I'd rather not need rescue. I'd prefer a five-step plan and a quick-fix solution. I'd prefer stubborn insistence over honest vulnerability, because rescue requires asking for help. Rescue names the rising water. Rescue sees the tired, treading feet. Rescue feels the swell of the wind and the rain at a slant. But when the floor falls out and the world is on fire, and my small hands cannot fix the hurt welling in me, the prayer that slips out is rescue, rescue, rescue me. Let's pray. Holy God, there are days when the wind is loud. There are days where the rain tears through the trees and the storms of life beg for our attention. So just as you stilled the wind and the sea, still our wandering hearts. Quiet our restless minds. Reach out your hand to us and pull us into your word so that we might hear, really hear, your message to us today. With one foot out of the boat, we pray. Amen. At the time of Jesus, it was believed that at the bottom of the Sea of Galilee, where we find the disciples and Jesus today, there was a portal to the underworld, the realm of the dead. This little inland lake was so deep that they weren't able to measure it with the equipment that they had at that time. And so their conclusion was, there's no bottom. It's a portal to the underworld. So just imagine being out on this lake, the Sea of Galilee, at night, in a storm, when it picks up and the waves are crashing and your small boat is being 
tossed back and forth, and you've had to pull down the sail so the mast doesn't snap, and all you have to pull you closer to land and to safety are four oars that are frantically rowing. And then all of a sudden, you're there in the dark, and you look up, and you see what looks to be someone walking on the water towards you. So obviously, it's a ghost, a spirit that has come to take you down to the realm of the dead. You are a goner. This is the situation, the terrifying situation in which we find the disciples in our scripture today. They had just finished assisting Jesus in feeding over 5,000 people with just a few loaves and some fish. And Jesus told them to go on across the lake, and he would follow them later. It was supposed to be just a couple-hour trip across the lake, but when, when does life ever go as planned? Have you experienced that? Because if you have, please let me know. So now here they are. They're fighting to keep their boat upright so they don't sink into the depths of the underworld. And there's a ghost. Now, meanwhile, Jesus is up on the mountainside praying to God. The disciples are too far from land for Jesus to see them in the middle of this storm. But he can sense their struggle. He's watching over them even when they can't see him there. So Jesus, knowing they're struggling, he starts towards them. He goes through the storm and he walks to their aid on the water. And when he gets close, that's when he hears them panicking, shouting loudly, it's a ghost! And so he says to them, take courage, it, it's me, calm down, you're okay, <laughs> don't be afraid. And I can imagine at this point, the disciples have just fallen silent and they might have stopped rowing for a moment because they're very confused and discombobulated, but quickly they start rowing again because they're trying to get to safety and away from this ghost and whatever is happening. But they're silent in this disbelief and not knowing what to do. And so in that moment, Peter shouts, if it's you, Lord, tell me to come to you on the water. Now they had just seen Jesus do the impossible, feeding thousands of people with a few baskets of food. And Peter had been following Jesus for a while now. He knew what Jesus was capable of doing, some pretty magnificent things. But Peter had also spent his life as a fisherman out on the water. He knew that if he got out of the boat in a storm at night in the middle of a lake, the only two real options should have been to sink or to swim. Walking shouldn't have been one of the options. But if it really was Jesus, then Peter knew that he would be able to walk on water too. He believed that Jesus could do miracles. And so Peter waits for Jesus to respond. And when Jesus says, come, Peter knows, and he steps out of the boat in the middle of that storm, 
No life jacket, no flotation device, no, like from the, the, the flight to the airline and you use your seat to sit to, as a flotation device, apparently. I don't know. He doesn't have anything. He just steps out with Jesus. And I'm certain that he was scared in that moment. I'm certain that he was scared even though he trusted Jesus. Even though he knew that Jesus could perform miracles, he was still doing something that was kind of crazy. Would be very dangerous if it wasn't actually Jesus there. And yet Peter crawls out of the rocking boat anyway. And he's fine at first. Peter is better than fine. He's actually walking on water. But then we see in this scripture that Peter notices the strong winds that are coming at him. I'm sure there's all kinds of waves crashing at him. And his fear begins to overcome him. And he began to sink. The image of sinking all the way down to the underworld flashes before his eyes. And he cries out, Lord, rescue me! And immediately, not in a moment, but immediately, Jesus reaches out his hand and catches him. You of little faith, Jesus says, why did you doubt? And the gospel doesn't tell us here what Jesus's tone or, or inflection was in that moment, but I don't think that, that Jesus was chastising Peter. Peter showed more faith than any of the disciples that were still sitting in the boat. Instead, I think Jesus was expressing that same kind of disappointment that, that we would express if one of our kids would give up too quickly on something, that if they just kept going, they could easily do it if they just tried a little harder. It's that same type of thing. I imagine Jesus, when he says that, that why do you doubt? He means something like, Peter, why did you look away? I had you. You don't need to worry. I will never let you fall. This whole story, I wanted to kind of review this whole story because it's all a metaphor for our faith journey. Just like when Jesus was up on the mountainside, nowhere near his disciples, but yet he knew his disciples were in trouble. Jesus is watching over us in that same way. Even when we can't feel or know his, or see his presence, Jesus is there, waiting and coming to our rescue. And just like Peter, when he steps out in faith, he didn't know in advance how everything was going to work out. He didn't, but that didn't mean that he wasn't scared. Stepping out in faith means that, yes, we trust God. We trust God enough to push past all of that fear and to say yes in faith. But then like Peter also, even when we trust God and we, we step out of the boat in faith, the wind begins to blow. We begin to doubt. There's an unexpected change in our life. Life gets overwhelmingly busy, or we encounter a devastating grief, 
or an earth-shattering diagnosis, and then we start to sink. This doubt, this, this wavering or, or wobbling in our faith, that's a normal part of a healthy spiritual journey. Just like when we, we argue with somebody that we care about, maybe a spouse or a significant other, we argue with them, but we work through it, right? Have you never, nobody's ever experienced, Russ and I are the only ones that argue. All right. Well, when we do it, when we argue and we work through it, we talk through it, we're stronger afterwards. Just like that, when we work through our doubt with God, then we grow in our understanding of who God is and God's ability in our life. And then just like Peter, we cry out to God when all everything is shaking. We cry out to God, rescue me, save me, Jesus. Even though we don't want to necessarily. Even though we prefer to do everything ourselves because we have a handle on it. Even though when we look around and it seems like everyone else is handling life just fine, and we're the only ones that are not handling life just fine, we know that's not reality, is it? That everyone has their own struggles. Everyone has their own storms of uncertainty in their life. And I love the, in the poem for today, where it says, but when the floor falls out, not if, but when the floor falls out and the world is on fire right now and my small hands cannot fix the hurt that is welling within me, then this prayer slips out. Rescue me. That is part of this story. And as our story reminds us today, just like Peter, Jesus is right there in those moments, extending his hand and saying, I'm here. Don't be afraid. This is our faith journey, journeying with God, journeying with and journeying closer to God. And so this Lent, we're looking at this story of Peter as an example of what it looks like to really be a disciple of Jesus. Because Peter is both the steadfast and the unsteady, the dear friend and the betrayer of Jesus. He is a follower and a wanderer. And along the way, we are reminded of who Jesus is, too. Because this story has been told again and again and again throughout the centuries, because it paints this picture of what Jesus does in our lives. He still comes to us on the water. He comes to us in the darkness and in the storms of life, in the tragedy and in the pain. He still walks on the water. He steps out onto our boats, or he dives into the water with us. And he holds us, and he says, it's me. Don't be afraid. I've got you. Let's pray. Oh God, may we use this example of Peter to remember those moments in our life when all of the waves come, 
and the storms rage and we're scared and we're uncertain and we can't see the land and we don't know where you are. Oh God, remind us that you are there, that you will pull out your hand if we just say, rescue me, God. You are there and you are waiting to hold us up and to make sure and to steady us and help us to know that we are loved by you. We pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now as we come to a time of praying with one another, I'd like to invite our bell choir to come forward and they are going to play for us the song, All Creatures of Our God and King.
Thank you very much. We have several, uh, a few prayers that have come in. Um, Michaela asks for us to pray for her goddaughter, Noelle, who is 14 months old. Uh, she had a seizure on Wednesday, and she's still in the hospital, and they're looking for um, causes and answers. So prayers for Noelle and her family. And then today is Ruth Hazlitt's 90th birthday. And Ruth joins us online, usually with her family, and so um, it's good to celebrate um, her birthday with her in this way. And then also, um, Dana asked for prayers for uh, prayers of joy for the kids at the confirmation retreat. Um, they are coming back today, so prayers also for travel mercies. Um, she sent me a picture yesterday. Jamie is there with her, and he was doing the IT. He was the tech person there. Um, not on purpose, but just because he's Jamie and he helps with things. So it's good. Um, and they're all with United Methodist from all over our conference, gathering together with confirmands. Um, and so it was just a fun way for them to, to learn about the connection and to learn about the United Methodist Church. Um, and then also uh, Shelly asked for prayers for Mary, who is undergoing chemotherapy, as well as prayers of thankfulness for the sh sunshine. <laughs> and I think this is probably one of my favorite prayers ever. It's a prayer of joy for a full church parking lot. Inspires me to get here a bit earlier so I don't have to park across the street and walk over. <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> Let us go to our God in prayer. Gracious God, there are days that threaten to swallow us up. Days when the storms of life feel too big for our small hands. And in those moments, we often cling to the sides of our ships in fear, spending more energy hiding from storms than looking for you. And so in this moment, O oh Lord, we pray that you might rescue us from the storms, rescue us from the fears that trap us. Oh God, because we are confident that your love, that your very being, oh God, is stronger than any storm we could ever encounter. And whenever the storms of life begin to rage again, may we focus not on the capping waves, but on you, forever walking towards us and with us. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus as we pray together the words that he taught his disciples so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The last thing we do each Sunday is to remind ourselves that church does not end when worship is over. But the message goes with us into the world as we do and the work of the church continues. And so here are a few ways that you can stay connected to the message and to take it with you into the world. And the first is that in our parlor each week, 
Jenny and Dana have set up a prayer station. And so you're invited to stop in there and to take a moment of prayer. And today, especially, it is um, intergenerational. And there's an opportunity that I think kids would really enjoy um, to think about someone that they love and care about and hang it on the branch. Um, and they will have one each week throughout our Lenten journey. And then also, um, we are looking for pictures of hands. So Michael J. Zach is um, an artist. He's our, he's our resident artist, we're gonna say that. And um, he, we have commissioned him to paint a picture for over our, um, our fireplace in the parlor to go along with our parlor spruce up. And so he is asking for photos of hands, hands of all ages and colors, holding hands. Um, you can see this is a picture of Skip and his great-granddaughter, right? And she's back there, I think, or she's in the wiggle room. I don't know, one of the two. She's right there. There she is. She's in the back. Um, but this is a picture from when she was baptized, so it can be adorable pictures like this it can be goofy pictures but simply pictures of hands so that we can have um, just see the variety of our church you can send them to info at brexelumc.com and melanie and we'll gather them all together and make sure michael gets them and then also on march 15th friday march 15th at seven o'clock we will have a concert here a bobby joe valentine concert and Bobby Joe Valentine is a singer and songwriter who um, is, shares his journey through song. And you can take a listen to him on YouTube. Um, and he has awesome music. Um, it's very, it's kind of folksy. And what's it say? Catchy songs uh, with good tunes and intelligent, thoughtful lyrics. The tradition of Bob Dylan, Cat Stevens, and Bruce Hornsby. So it's going to be good. And you can come join us for the concert, and uh, we will have a free will offering um, for that, and we'll just have a fun night together. And then finally, we'll have our chili cook-off on uh, Mrs. Abel. Yeah. What you yeah. doing? Oh, uh, personal invites. These are really special. I use a crinkly cut scissors on them even. So I said personal invites go a long way to uh, invite you to a chili cook-off coming up. So as of right now, it's just a few of us who have signed on, so I am a sure-in for a win. So I thought it would only be fair if I at least invite you personally with a personal invite. That so is very nice of you. I'm just... Can, uh, um, what, uh, Becky, what does the invite say? I don't necessarily trust the obbles too much. They... Oh, Max, yours says Painesville? Painesville UMC? No, uh, we're Brexville, United Methodist Church. It's great to support other United Methodist churches in the connection, but no, next Sunday, Mrs. Abel, are you lying in church? No. No? Yes. No. <laughs> it, it was an, oh, it was an oversight? Oh, oh no, okay. So when is the actual chili cook-off? What does what do they what do you what's yours say, Becky? It's on Saturday. It's not Saturday. It's on Sunday. Next Sunday. March third. March is this week. That's March silly. So March third, next Sunday, at what time? Four o'clock to six o'clock. All right. And then what are we what are we raising money for? We are raising 
any funds or any donations accepted won't be helping out uh, our friends in Northfield. So we uh, hope you will join us. Uh, we're not just doing chili, we are doing cornbread as well. And last year, Sue Hastings, you know, she had a shoe in. Uh, no one knows Jess from Iowa, so I don't know that corn state something about it. So, but we're going to try and dethrone Sue Hastings. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so cornbread as well. Cornbread, chili, and bring yourselves. If you don't want to cook, come and eat. So, but we do need to have some numbers in hand. So if you could take time to sign the chart in back, or if you have a smartphone, do the QR code, and you can quickly sign up online so that we can better prepare for the number of people we'll be dealing with. So thank you very much, and we look forward to seeing you all. Because we want a lot of people on Sunday. Sunday. At Brexville United Methodist right Church. Here, right below at us. At 4 o'clock. We had over a hundred people last year. Yeah, it's it was a it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's just you know, it's a great it, yeah. And we raise a lot of money for the for our cause. And this year it goes to the emergency assistance center. And so that's just it's a lot of fun for a good cause. Correct. Yes. So, one all right. One more thing on a separate note. Uh, someone celebrated a birthday on Friday. Thought they were going to get Aaron Gee did. Aaron Gee did. Aaron Gee as well as Pastor Heidi. So yes. we thought we'd give a quick little shout out and a happy birthday. Thank to you. Pastor yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no, we are not singing, Sean. <laughs> Nobody listens to me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mr. Heidi. And also Aaron Gee. Happy birthday to All right, now let us receive the benediction just as my, I'm sure, is my face the same color as my shirt, <laughs> right? That's all right. Okay, let us receive the benediction so that we can go and do God's good work together. Beloved wanderer, as you leave this place, may you carry your curious heart on your sleeve. May you look for God in every face that you meet. May you find the courage to get out of the boat to run to the tomb, and to speak of your faith. And when the world falls apart, may you hear God's voice deep within, saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. For you are called, you are blessed, and in both your ups and your downs, you always belong to God. Go trusting in that good news, and go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let's stand and sing.
Thanks for joining us this morning.